Did you know that each episode of the Digitally Irresistible podcast is recorded on video? You can access the video by clicking the episode notes on your podcast player. Scroll to the bottom of the notes and click on the video link. Or just visit the iCore YouTube channel. You're listening to the Digitally Irresistible podcast, where we cover the optimization of digital technologies and irresistible people. Brought to you by iCore. Each episode features someone who sheds a little more light on the ins and outs of delivering a great employee and customer experience that has a measurable impact on the business. And now, here's today's guest. Welcome to another episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast. I'm your host, Bernie Borges. Today's guest is Adrian Swinsco. Welcome, Adrian. Hey, Bernie. Nice to see you. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here, Adrian. Adrian, you are a customer service and experience advisor. Since 2004, you've worked with companies that are looking for cost-effective ways to improve business and team performance, find new customers, as well as keep their existing ones. You and your associates focus on helping clients improve their customer service, customer experience, client experience, and business outcomes. Your work results in increased profits and sales, higher productivity, increased word of mouth, improved service, and an overall increase in the customer and employee experience. Adrian, on this episode, I am excited to discuss with you eight ways to make every customer experience amazing from your book, How to Wow. But first, Adrian, let's begin with your backstory. Tell us your backstory. How did you get to where you are today? Well, thanks for the intro, Bernie. And can I say also thank you for kind of having me kind of once again. And my backstory as well, I guess uh, 15 years ago, um, I found myself in a place where I was frustrated by the lack of great service. And I was also, also frustrated by the idea that organizations often get in the way of their people doing a good job. And so I've spent the last 15 years sort of writing and blogging and podcasting and writing a column for Forbes and for writing four books and then advising lots of different companies about how to, if you like, craft their own level of greatness and deliver their own level of greatness and engagement to their customers. And so that brings me sort of to here. I'm sort of just an explorer and sometimes a bit of a guide to people trying to kind of navigate their own path on this kind of like, you know, path to greatness. Okay. Great. I, I love it. And you mentioned that you've written four books. And so I want to unpack one of those books, Adrian, and that is How to Wow. And, you know, I said in the introduction that we're going to discuss eight ways to make every customer experience amazing. But actually, the subtitle of your book is 68 Ways to Make Every Customer Experience Amazing. However, <laughs> you do explain it within the framework of eight sections. And that's what I'm going to ask you to unpack is those eight sections. So let me list them, and then we'll I'll ask you to go through each one of them one by one. Mm -hmm. So they are attract, engage, serve, keep, refer, communicate, motivate, and lead. So Adrian, if you would, let's unpack each one, starting with, of course, the first one, attract. Right. So... Crumbs. That's like a big exam question. So let, let me like, see. Let me see. Give it a go and see how I get on. So I think the best way to think about those eight is that it's split up into two parts. The, there's the first five, the attract, 
engage, serve, keep and refer are more of external factors. It's almost like a customer life cycle in many ways. And the, the latter three, communicate, motivate, and lead, are more internal factors, the things that help drive the outcomes that we want to see on, on with our relationships with our customers. So let's say the first five first. Optimize your customer experience through digital transformation with i From robotic process automation to conversational AI, we're leading the way in digital CX. Smile with i -Corps. Learn more at iCore.com. So attract is, well, first of all, I should say that the book is, that's the kind of the broad framework of the group, the book. What the, the 68 refers to is that there are 68 different ideas, different pieces of research, different case studies that are split across all these different eight sections that are there to sort of, if you like, inspire, motivate, inform, kind of nudge, cajole, if you like, people into doing better things across all these different areas. So the first part, attract, is deals with this idea of like, how do we attract the sort of attention from our customers? We were talking before the show and you talked about this idea about being in sales and marketing and now content kind of marketing. And what I've realized over my over the time is that as a consumer, but also as a, just a, a researcher and an analyst is that people don't like being sold to. And so what I've been trying to do is because come up with these different ideas about how do we better kind of attract people in a more sustainable, empathetic kind of way. And so then attract the second, them in a way that is attractive to them, right? They, they're, they're receptive to that. And then, absolutely. Once you, then once you've attracted them, then I think logically that would lead to then how do you engage them? Exactly. That's absolutely right. So the engagement part is more about understanding the relationship that you have with your customer, about where understanding where it's at currently and where you'd like to take it to, and understanding the dynamics, drawing from things like psychological research and things, understanding the the dynamics and in, in, in relationships. Like, say, for example, there's a piece in the book that talks about this idea, this interesting versus interested. Now, too often. Organizations, when they do marketing, they all, they concentrate on trying to be interesting to their people, trying to, oh, look at me, look at me, look at me, kind of pay attention to us. But they they don't actually necessarily have very much of the interested in the mix, i.e., I'm going to think about you and think about, about what matters to you. And the thing, if you think about it from a relationship perspective, actually, that's really important, trying to get that balance right. And I think... What I'm trying to do with, with in this part of the book is just get people to step back and to think about what is the relationship I have with the customers? Where is it really at? Where do I want it to be? And how do I could go about that in, a, in building that relationship in a more sustainable and engaging kind of fashion? Okay. And then the third one, and this reminds me of what you just said a moment ago about my own background. I spent 10 years selling software and whatever success I had, Adrian, I think it's because of point number three, right? Serving. I always tried to serve the people that I was working with. So mm -hmm. why don't you expand on that? Yeah, so service is exactly what it says. Is in, it's about It's not just about customer service. It's about being in service to people across the business. Customer service and customer support is, is, is an important part of that sort of relationship building. But actually, it's always taking that attitude of service. 
how do I serve you? How do I serve you as a as a marketeer? How does I serve you as a salesperson? How do I serve you as a as a as a support rep? And thinking about what's the best way to help the customer achieve what they want to achieve. And so that's what we're trying to do in that part of the book is unpack the different ways and different ways to think about it, what matters, you know, um, what's important, what are some of these, if you like, the emotions that 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 that, that, that customers can carry and what can we kind of do about that to, in order to best serve them. And for the customer to feel like they're being served as well. So, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, actually, going back to that, it's, it's one of those things about the, the the book is called How to Wow, but it's a bit of a tongue in cheek um, title because actually, when people talk about wow service, they often talk about the, the the nice little extra things, either like the chocolates on the pillow of the kind of the in, in the on the in the hotel suite that you're that you're booked into, but they mean not a jot. If the bathroom's kind of a bit smelly or not, and the place is untidy or it's a noisy environment and, and so on and so forth. So actually, sometimes wow service is built on this, this foundation of we need to be brilliant at the things that really matter. The kind of these kind of fundamental stuff, brilliant at the basics in many, in many cases. And actually, if we don't do that, then all the little extras don't kind of matter. And the problem is that many companies, many brands don't get those basics kind of right because sometimes it's hard, it's ugly work, it's dirty, it's grimy yeah. work, it takes time and commitment and effort. But those are the things that really matter for customers. Yeah. Adrian. Peter Drucker famously said that the purpose of a business is to get and keep customers. So yeah. I think that bridges to the fourth pillar there of keeping. Oh, completely. And and I think that the thing is that I I use the word keep intentionally. I don't use the word loyalty because I think loyalty is a product of what you do. And the idea that the kind of it's keeping is the idea is like having an attention to keep something. To, to, to value that relationship and do all you can to keep it. I don't mean that you need to lock them in with contracts and things, but almost like do the things that you need to do in order to continue to build those relationships, to solve those kind of problems, to make things, your relationship with the customer of value to them on an ongoing kind of basis. And so it's not about um, loyalty programs Per se, loyalty programs can help. Rewards can help. The old discounts can help. All those sort of things. But actually, it's it's a lot of the times about the fundamentals that we do. Can you give people access to different different things? Can you make them successful? Can you um, make them feel that they belong? Can you give them access to a community? All these different sort of things around you to build that affinity that that will allow you to keep those customers as relationships, as it were, valued relationships for longer. And speaking of relationships, that I think brings us to refer, you know, every brand on the planet, no matter the industry, would love for their customers to refer other customers to them. So yeah, um, why don't you elaborate on that one? Yeah, no, so that's the final one. It's like it's, it's on the assumption that if you go if you've gone through that sort of cycle and you've done all the bits kind of like well, and if you've built that kind of the the the, the brilliant foundations and you started to build on that and Produce these little bit of bit bits extras and made people feel special and things. That actually, you get to the kind of point. You, hopefully, you can nudge yourself to the point where you go. Well, people then start to become advocates for you. But the key is, advocacy doesn't happen by accident. You know, sometimes you have to help people be an advocate. Sometimes you have to do something as simple as just ask them. 
you know, and too many companies don't ask. They don't ask them to, to um, don't ask their customers to refer them to other kind of people. And the trick, also the interesting thing about that is that many people get stopped in asking or get stopped in referring people because sometimes they don't know how to refer. And sometimes if you want somebody to refer you to somebody else, think about their situation and make it easy for them. And that can be a kind of really powerful way of getting you going on that whole driving a stream of referrals back into your business and building your community of relationships. Yeah. So those first five, as you said, those are external, sort of market facing. So mm -hmm. the remaining three you mentioned are internal. So the, the first one there is communicate. Why don't you explain what's, what you mean by that? So communicate is, I think, a really interesting one. It's not just about communication necessarily in terms of how we, what we say and how we say it. That's part of it. But I think the big part of it is, is all to do with how we communicate with our customers, how we take what they tell us, particularly around surveys and feedback and voice of the customer and things, and how do we take it into our business and how do we act on it? And how do we can then communicate back to customers? This is what we're doing. Again, this is all in the service of building the relationships, showing people that we value what you say, we are listening to what you say, we are thinking about what you say, and we are acting on what you what what you say. And there's so many kind of like things that if you think about surveying com uh, companies, I mean, I'm sure that you remember, and you still I, and I still see them from time to time getting a customer survey from a, a brand or another brand and it's like 10 pages long and you look at it and just go it's a horror show um and customer survey fatigue is a real thing and we have to we have to understand that somebody giving us feedback is a gift and given that we have to uh, we have to make sure that we we respect their time and make it easy for them and make sure that they understand that if they give us this feedback, we value it and we're listening to it and we're going to act on it. And so in many brands and many organizations, there's a lot of work to be done in this kind of this part is like, how do we connect with our customers and how do we can listen to them and how do we act on what they tell us? So that, that feels like a natural uh, bridge to motivate because if, if a brand's going to send me a survey, I need to have a reason to fill it out. So why don't you elaborate mm -hmm. on motivate? Well, motivate is is this this idea is built on this 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 idea, which is becoming increasingly um, not apparent, but almost acknowledged now that you cannot deliver a good customer experience, a complete customer experience, without having you know really really highly engaged employees and a really kind of like well thought out and delivered employee experience it's almost like two sides of the same coin and so this is this one the motivate one plus also the following one the lead one are as part of that is that how do you create the culture that empowers people that supports people that enables people um, to bring the best out to be the best versions of themselves in service of this greater mission to serve their customers and if I may, I'll skip to the next one because I think it's a it's a it's a it's an essential sure. part of that. It just fits the motivation and the lead side side of things. Lead is more about as leaders within companies, what do they need to do different, or what do they need to do differently in order to enable and support 
and motivate and inspire their uh, their employees to do that great job, to go that extra mile in service of their customers. And that may require them to change their thinking, to do things differently, to lead by example, to, in an old um, sort of almost example, you talk about Peter Drucker, the, the, I love this idea that comes from the old Toyota management system that was kind of come from Deming's days, where they talked about going to the Gemba, where managers and leaders would always go down and do the, the Gemba walk, or they would walk the factory floor to, to properly understand, not to tell people what to do or how to do it, but just to understand how things were done and what they could do in order to help people do a better job. Yeah. These last three feel like they're so interconnected, communicate, motivate, and lead. As a consumer, if a, if a brand is doing a really good job of their communication, as a consumer, I might get a feel for their culture. I might get some insight into their culture as a brand mm -hmm. if they're doing it very effectively. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's, I think you can tell a lot by about a brand, by how they communicate. I mean, I would suggest that, you know, you can tell a lot by a brand, but if you go to, to their website or you look at their, their their literature and you read their terms and conditions page, and most, you know, most times terms and conditions look like they, they're, it's written for, you know, in Martian or something. It's as if it doesn't mean anything to anybody unless you're a lawyer. Um, but actually some of the most progressive kind of brands understand that, um, these are terms in which you engage people and to obfuscate and make them less than sort of transparent can, can have a difference. You sort of miss an opportunity. I think I've seen people that have rewritten their terms and conditions, which some people will, might dismiss as being inconsequential. <coughs> Excuse me. But I would suggest that actually the many of the things that you dismiss as inconsequential, if you solve all those different little things, they can add up to a, a, a lot. There's this principle that comes out of professional cycling. Um, it was popularized by Dave Brailsford from the Team GB cycling, but then also pro, Team Sky Pro cycling. And he talked about this idea, but this uh, aggregation of a series of marginal gains. And it's built on this idea that to make a say a 10% in performance improvement in anything is, is hard. It's a bit like running the 100 meters in 10 seconds and then wanting to kind of make a 10% improvement. You're like going, yeah, that's superhuman. Because um, it means you're going to run it, run it in nine seconds, right? You're like, oh, that's not going to work. But they took the, the, the holistic approach where they say, well, actually, if we can take a, find 100 things that we can make a 1% improvement in, then we can transform our performance. Or we find just 10 things that we can make a 1% improvement in things, then it, that can be transformative. And I think the point of the, the book is to try and, as I say, to jolt, nudge, cajole, inform people to look for these improvements across the, the, both the external life cycle, but also the internal supporting cycle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all in service of that greater kind of goal in order to deliver better service and better experience to our customers. Well, Adrian, what we've done today in a matter of minutes is discussed eight ways to make every customer experience amazing from your book, How to Wow, where you, of course, cover 
68 ways to make every customer experience amazing, but in the framework of these, these eight categories, attract, engage, serve, keep, refer, which are external, and communicate, motivate, and lead, which are internal. So thank you so much for covering those with me succinctly within the context of a podcast episode. Before we begin to wrap up here, I want to ask you, Adrian, where can people connect with you, learn more about you and your world, everything you've got going on? Well, the easiest way, Bernie, is just to take my name, Adrian Swinsko, and just stick me in your favorite search engine, and I'll pop up because there's not many of us with that kind of that, that combination of forename and surnames out there. So you will, you will. It's, that's the easiest way to find me. You'll find me on by my website or via my books or my podcast or kind of on LinkedIn or Twitter. Or kind of, I'm 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 around the place. Fantastic. Well, those that are watching in video or seeing your website domain name scrolling along the bottom. And those that are listening, just uh, just go over to the show notes page and it'll be linked up uh, right there. Well, Adrian, uh, one more question for you. It is a tradition here on the Digital Irresistible podcast. We always like to know when you're not working, what do you like to do for fun? Well, actually, uh, the thing I really like to do is I like to go rock climbing. Um, and so right now I'm really into sort of just bouldering, which um, and I'm doing lots of it indoors because it's now kind of the winter and it's cold outside. And so following this podcast, I'm going to wrap up and I'm going to go meet a friend of mine and we're going to go to the local bouldering climbing gym and we're going to go for a bit of a stretch in the pool for the next kind of like hour or so. Terrific. That sounds like fun, actually. That sounds like <laughs> a lot of fun. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. And Adrian, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us here on this episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast. Uh, these eight ways to make every customer experience amazing from your book, How to Wow, uh, are very practical, and I encourage everyone to learn more about them. And I just want to thank you again for being with, with me here today. Thank you, Bernie. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast, where we cover the optimization of digital technologies and irresistible people, delivering a great employee and customer experience that has a measurable impact on the business. Brought to you by iCore. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast player so you don't miss future episodes.